Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Crash Rhythms Play It Forward podcast. Uh, this week, we do another Q&A with Matt. And um, I won't spoil too much, but if you can make it all the way to our third questions, we uh, kind of do a deep dive uh, with a, how parents are involved with our students and their kids' lessons. And it gets to be a really interesting conversation. So look forward to that. Uh, it's, it's funny. It, it, we discover some sad news about the marimba industry. But other than that, it's all laughs. So stay tuned and enjoy Hillary and Matt. Hello, hello, and welcome to another week of Crash Rhythms Play It Forward podcast. Uh, my name is Hillary, and I am joined today by Matthew. Hello, hello. I don't think I've ever called you Matthew. I'm not sure you have. This is a first. Unless I'm like really mad at you. <laughs> yeah, but again, that doesn't happen very often. So No, I don't think it's ever happened. What's your middle name? It's Bradley. Oh, yeah, I knew that, obviously. Yeah, okay, yeah. so really, really mad. You get Matthew Bradley. Yes. I, I, my dad would call me Hillary Elizabeth, not when he was really mad at me, but when um, he needed my attention when I was watching TV as a child. Yeah, I got the same thing from my parents. When they needed my attention, they'd call me by my first and middle name. It's funny yeah. how that works. Actually, you know what my dad used to do, which is I, like, this just came back to me now, but he would say, like, Hillary, Claire. Hillary, Claire, and then he'd call us Beatrice and Gertrude. Fun. <laughs> like, think, like, I don't know why. Like, I think it was just this, well, their names aren't working, so I'll try these silly names. Oh, okay, I see. So he used to do that. You get Hillary, Claire, Hillary, Claire, Beatrice, Gertrude, and then we'd go, what, yeah? <laughs> That's a real bad thing to do, for sure. Isn't it? And yeah. Definitely my dad. <laughs> it is, yeah. Anyways, okay, so we're doing another episode with some Q&As, because I think they're really fun, um, and they always go in directions that I don't expect. So we did one uh, two weeks ago with Malcolm. I did one. And then I did one a few uh, months ago with James. So part always three. a good time. Part three. Exactly. This is Q&A part three. Uh, I have three questions for Matt and he has three questions for me. And um, as always, we're going to hope that they either entertain, enthuse, make you laugh, make you cry. Or both. Yeah. I cried at this far into the podcast. I had already cried with Malcolm. Nice. Have you, you haven't listened to it yet, I'm assuming, because it just came out. Well, not just, but you have to give it a listen because it's, uh, it's pretty funny right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't got around to it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I want to grab some, like, popcorn yeah. and, like, put my feet up and make sure, I, you know, I get the real full experience. Absolutely. Undivided attention. Yeah, um, his Alexa hooked up to his sound bar plays a huge role. Great. Yes, and, I love that and, sound bar. Yeah, <laughs> and... and uh, there's a fun fact at the end where he, he makes me choose who I like drumming with more, you or him. Uh-oh. Yeah, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to, I'm not even going to tell you what I said. You're just going to have to go listen. Okay. All right. So would you like, uh, would you like me to go first or do you want to go first? Why don't you go first? I just want to, I want you to know that out of the three Q&As we've done, I think the questions I've prepared for you are my best ones. Okay. Well, I guess just, practice just makes perfect, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just the way it worked out. I don't know why, but they're great. I feel really good about them. Okay. And, I, and mostly because I really want to hear your answers. Well, I so, hope I have good answers. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I've, I've catered them to you. So I'm sure you will. Um, okay. So question one for Matt. Um, for, for those who have been listening uh, or, you know, just know anything about percussion, hopefully you've been watching some of our Facebook videos and stuff. And I, I hope you're learning more and more that there are so many parts to percussion. It's such a big, big world. There's a lot going on. So my question for Matt, and, and usually not, that, this is one of the things I love about percussion, is nobody is the best at anything, at everything. 
You know, there's so many different parts that like, you know, I can be really good at this and you're really good at that. And this person's great at that, but we're all percussionists. Absolutely. And it's just so fun. So my first question to you, Matt, is what part of percussion do you wish you knew more about? Ooh, that is a, that's a great question. I know. That's a great one. I got two more after that. They're also great. (laughs) I think for me, and it's actually one I've been working at a little bit recently is mallet percussion. Uh, So a couple of years ago, I started trying to teach myself piano very slowly and not super successfully, but you know, little by little, I inched along, um, hoping that it would actually transfer into some mallet percussion stuff. And obviously the technique between playing the piano and playing mallet percussion is entirely different, but the, Mm -hmm. you know, reading the music and all of that, getting familiar with sight reading, not just a single line of notes um, was something that I really wanted to work on. So for me, it's, it's mallet percussion for sure. I've got a real soft spot for marimba. Um, I wish Mm. that I could have a marimba to, to play on and practice on all the time. Uh, Actually during the, the quarantine shutdown, I managed to, to borrow a dormant xylophone from a, from a particular place that I practiced on for (laughs) a little while and annoyed all the people in the house. uh, Yeah. Mallet percussion is definitely one that I'm super interested in and I wish I could do more with. Um, and I'd love to have more time to, to practice and get better, take lessons and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing with mallet percussion is you like, you don't, no one owns a marimba or a xylophone or a vibraphone. Right. So especially when you're just learning. So it's the fact that you were able to actually borrow one, uh, and like that, that repetition, right. Of just being able to hit keys every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, like just hit, hitting bars every day, hitting bars, but also like hitting bars, you know, like in the gangster term, like hitting oh, bars. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. You can do both. I can do both. And just having that at, at your place. Like we talk about this all the time when it comes to practicing is, um, putting your practice pad in a place that you're crossing paths with a lot, keeping it set up. It's just going to make you put sticks in your hand. So being able to have your xylophone or your, you know, what any mallet instrument, at home and having it right sitting there taunting you, you're going to pick up your mallets every time you pass it. Just yeah. And that's exactly what I did for a while. I've got away from it recently because work has really picked up and I want to get back to it, but you're, you're so right. It's right in the middle of my apartment. I literally walk past it probably like 30 times a day. So yeah, it's, it's right there. Uh, And even like, sorry, um, you had an interesting uh, comment that I wanted to to make a note on. So you, you said like nobody really has a marimba at home. Actually, it's really hard to get a real marimba right now just in general because the wood, the rosewood that they use for the marimba keys, um, the, the trees that they get that from are actually now classified as an endangered species. What? Yeah, so they're not cutting them down to make more marimbas right now. So they're... Whoa, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That is a crazy fact. Yeah, I went into wow. Long McQuaid and I asked about marimbas and they're like, yeah, nobody really has marimbas right now because rosewood is now endangered species. And I'm like, oh, wow, no way. It's wild. Dang, that's crazy. Okay, we, we need to look into this, Matt. We need to look into all of the um, previous applications of rosewood that are not as important as marimbas. Right. And we need to shut down those industries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we could actually have a percussive <laughs> instrument go extinct. Isn't that wild? That's, that's an Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like, this is the part where I think we cry. I think this is where we cry. I think this is the part where we cry. Oh my gosh. I'm like emotional about that. That's crazy. (gasps) I've got like six people I need to message right now. It's wild. So wild. That's amazing. Amazingly terrible. But like, wow, that's a crazy fact. Oh, I'm going to tell my mom. She's going to be devastated. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it really, it really shook me because it's, it's, 
it's yeah. really my favorite of the mallet percussion instruments. If I had to pick oh, between yeah. xylophone, vibraphone, marimba, you know, your, your core three, marimba takes the cake. Yeah. Don't forget the glockenspiel. Yes, the glockenspiel, of course. Yes. Which I've never really been a fan no, of. No, it's, it's got a particular application, but yeah. The marimba is... The marimba is lovely. Like, ugh, if you if if you haven't heard a marimba, please look it up right now and just like, oh, you know what's one of my favorites is um and I played it and Torque did a great adaptation of of it and I actually I mentioned this in my in the, the podcast with Malcolm as well but uh, Torque wrote a four part marimba quartet <laughs> for uh, Sleep by Eric Whitaker which is originally a choral piece and uh, we got to play it at university and I I asked to play the bass part because it just really holds everyone together. And it's just, just really just like beautiful like tone when you get on the low end of a marimba, oh, right? Yeah. Because it's it's out of the mallet instruments, it's the one that has the lowest register. So really like honing in on the and like these bars, right? They're huge. And it's just like oh. and you get to use the really soft mallets down there. So you just get this really nice, like oh. anyways, look up sleep, Eric Whitaker, Torque, T-O-R-Q. And man, that is a great, like you're gonna be lulled into another planet. And the, the, the great thing about uh, the marimba as well is there's like no substitute for seeing it and feeling it live in a live setting. Hopefully once yeah. uh, this pandemic goes back to uh, not pandemic status, we can start experiencing yes. those in person again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, a, and you know, what, Matt, that's a great answer because even though I did, I've done more mallet percussion than you have. Uh, it's still a part of me that's like kind of slipped away, especially after I broke my wrist. It was really tough for me to do four right, mallets. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, that's two in each hand. Um, and, you know, it's something that I kind of got away from a little bit. And even though I love this, I've never been passionate about playing as much as listening to it. Um, so I'm not devastated by it. But really, I, I, it's, it's, it's such a cool part of percussion that I do maybe wish I was a little bit more in tune with. So I'll, let, I'll channel that through you. Sounds good. I want you to be. Yeah. And, and Young Sam. And Lung Sam. He's doing a lot yeah, of Yeah, he has one of those. Um, Lung uh, what's it called? It's uh, the key. The pearl, um, the pearl like mallet pad. Yeah. Like... Mallet station. Oh, I can't. Magic yeah, keys. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's yeah, on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, very cool. I feel like you called them Lung He's Sam. Lung Sam. <laughs> that, that boy's got a set of pipes on him, yep. that's for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, awesome. All right, uh, Matt, hit me with your first question. So, my first. Do you like my VJ voice? First, first question. question. So. Yeah. <laughs> question for hillary is when i talk to i'm gonna stop using the voice now <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine that's good <laughs> um so when i talk to a lot of people about uh, sort of what i do with percussion and i say marching percussion i get mixed responses all the time some people really know what it is some people don't know what it is some people think it's less cool mm. than um drum kit and all that sort of stuff i want to ask you what you think the most common misconceptions about marching percussion are well, the first thing that comes to mind is so the the movie Drumline, yes, is um, which is which is a very real thing. It's just not at all what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Like in in many many ways. So the the thing is when we talk about marching percussion and drumline, uh, most people what their experience with that is is that movie, right? And what's the name of it? There's a certain style. For, it's like a three letter. It's like B A. No, what is that? That like Southern University kind of oh, style. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue game. too. Uh, I know. It's like not ice. I. Uh, That's I, really I can't gonna bug me now. I know, <laughs> but there's that. 
there's that style of of that kind of idea where it's the the football game and it's all it's about pepping people up yeah yeah it's the pep it's, it's all about pep. that pep right yeah it's the pep so <laughs> so that world of drumline does exist and is a real thing but it's not um, are more kind of like uh, military style. And it's also not DCI style, which is the two that we are more familiar with. Yes. So I think that is the biggest misconception that we have this like, you know, it's the sling with it on the, and the drums are very different too, eh? But like the sling with it on the leg and this very showy and the actual drumming in that film is not very complicated at all. No. And, and I think that was the big thing where like, I remember in high school and people would be like, oh, you do drumline? I'd be like, yeah, no big deal. Like I do drumline. And they're like, oh, so like, could you play as good as like Nick Cannon and drumline? And I was like, I can play better than that. Like that's, that's nothing compared to what we do. hundred percent. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a real sore spot for a while. You know, you mentioned that you're a new marching <laughs> percussion. Everyone's like, oh, like the movie drumline. And yeah. I, I probably got that question so many times too. And it just feels like you're really talking yourself up. It's like, I can play better than the people in that movie, but it's cause you know, is, and then like, you know, now obviously it's, it's just a different style. It's just, it's different, just a totally style. different style. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot to do with that style. That's just like, oh man, that's awesome. And it's very, um, just like not something that I know how to do. Right. It's fun. So it is very cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's very fun. And like seeing, um, oh, now I can't remember. I mean, all my references are not coming to me right now, but there was this uh, documentary I watched on, um, a band in the States and it was a similar style. Uh, and then just like their their process of like auditioning and just the the technique in which the um, I think they were called tom players actually and it was almost like a mini bass drum. Have you seen this? No, no, I don't think I have. Oh, it's very it's totally foreign to us, but it's a drumline drum, like a subsection of the drumline. But it's totally would be totally foreign to us. Very it's cool. very interesting, and the sound is just very dirt. Very you know dirt. <laughs> very uh, very down like uh, detuned dirt interesting but like in a really gritty way it's kind of cool it reminded me a bit of the baltimore band that used to oh, come to i love that baltimore band but you know how like we used to look at them and be like man their drums are like really detuned yeah, yeah but that's like that's it what was it like is, intentional right? yeah yeah exactly so it's that kind of that kind of it's vibe, got that like really uh cool. trash in the camp from tarzan vibe yes 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 absolutely that's perfect that's exactly what it is that's it. But yeah, I think that's the, one of the bigger misconceptions is that. Um, but I think if we told people we came from a military band background, yeah. then they would be like, oh, okay, got you. They're thinking about like the Royal Guard and all that. But we're, like where we came from, it was a bit of in between. It right? is. Yeah, there's, there's definitely an entertainment aspect of it as well with the stuff where, uh, that, that we grew up performing for was not always ceremonial. We did do ceremonial stuff and we did do the military stuff, right. but there was a lot of uh, entertainment based drumming as well particularly when we did drum only events like the just for laughs yeah. gigs and all that sort of stuff where we're wearing funky costumes and entertaining crowds <laughs> in downtown toronto yeah absolutely so it, it, it took took kind of in my in my opinion obviously i'm biased but it took kind of the best of it I, I would agree with that it's a really nice balance yeah. it is absolutely okay cool well there you go um so that, i think if if anyone listens to this and and resonates with that drumline experience that's great news absolutely and, and don't get me wrong. That's a lot. Like, I love that movie. Like, I've seen it multiple times. I've seen it many times on the band bus. That's for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, <laughs> definitely on the band bus. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Here is my question two for you. Very excited about this one. Have you ever had a funny or kind of neat or notable experience with an audience member? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have to think about yeah. that one for a second. That's a good one, eh? And you've performed in a lot of different types of scenarios. Yes. Yes, I have. 
So um, I don't think I can pick out one per se, but I do have some embarrassing and some fun ones. <laughs> so there was this one time that I was at a Hamilton Tiger Cats game. Uh, this was with a, a group I was with called Uproar Drumline. It was, uh, you know, four of us who went in and actually might have been six of us that went and we played like during the uh, defensive downs and commercial breaks and all that sort of stuff. And right. the mascot for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, this, is a, this big tiger guy, I guess he had some experience in marching percussion and marching band. And I think he might have actually done Blue Saints. He might have known Malcolm, which is an interesting okay. connection. And there's so many like, you know, sometimes when you're at these different events, the mascots, they'll come by and they'll like gesture that they want to take the sticks and they'll just like grab both sticks in one hand and just like give the drum a few whacks and pump up the crowd and then walk away. And right. uh, <laughs> this this tiger uh, comes over, grabs some sticks and he has these like big mascot mittens on too. Right. And he starts right. playing something like pretty, like actually pretty legit. Okay. It's just cool. like, okay, so that was unexpected. And then we actually just played a song and he's like, no, I, I can groove. I can groove. And he played along with us. This mascot just like, wow. he's like, yeah, you're doing the 16th notes and all that stuff. I'll just like throw some accents in there and like, just stick with the grid. And we, we played a piece and the, the mascot actually drummed along with us. And that was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> That is wild. That is such a mascot thing too. Just being like, give me the sticks and they take it and they go, bow, 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 bow. Okay, there you go. Woo. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I love that. So what an unexpected yeah. thing. I love when we do like junk line gigs and you know, we always have just people walking by, people in the audience, people at the festival or the game or whatever, come up and play with us. And every so often you get someone who's like yeah. a drummer and, um, and like, that's great for us. Like we love, love that. But like, I look over at them and they're just like, love oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, this is fun. Like, it just doesn't matter who you are. Playing, making music with other people is always Yeah, fun. I like to think of it as like, it, when we do stuff like that with the junk line or whenever we used to have members of the crowd um, run into, you know, just hit the drum when I was doing stuff with 416, it's kind of like pickup hockey, but for musicians, if that makes sense. Right. It's like, oh, I see yeah. people doing yeah. this thing that I'm doing. I'm <laughs> going to get in there and do it. And then they do it. And it's like, oh man, this is great. This is a great time. You're just you have that shared experience. It's very in the moment and Absolutely. it's always an exciting time. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It totally is. Well, that's kind of cool. You know, when I, when I was thinking of one, I was thinking of not when, um, is, uh, we were at, we were doing the street fest, I believe it was for sound yes. music. And this, uh, girl, this young girl had a, uh, her Polaroid camera and she took a photo of us and then came up to me after our little set and handed me the photo okay. and I was like oh I'm like thank you so much and she's like yeah I took a picture for you and like wanted to give it to you I'm like wow she's like you guys are rock stars and I'm like thank you so much and I put it in my wallet and uh then like a full year later I was uh, with my dad out at a store and I just went, was going through my wallet to like get a card out and this like Polaroid picture fell out and I was like what the heck is that and I picked it up I'm like oh my gosh and I'd completely forgotten about it and I was like that is so cool and like it was you were there oh yes like you're in the photo. Yeah, you're yeah. in the photo. I'll have to show it to you sometime. But I thought that was neat. But honestly, that is not even close to probably the best experience I've ever had with an audience member was, um, oh, it's weird. It's like I can visualize it in my head. Oh, no, this was that. Yeah, it was the before you were even, you were even a thought of the junk line. It was uh, the Pan Am Games in Toronto. And we played like one of their street okay. festival things. 
And we were still technically associated with Laurier at that time. So we hadn't, Crash hadn't even started okay. yet. And uh, we were drumming and, you know, I'm, you know, how, you know how I do. I'm barking yes, out orders. Yes, of course, yeah. And, uh, of course, in a, in a very hostile work environment kind yep. of way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Sam always asks me if we're going to get a PR department, or a PR, an HR, an HR department, I should say. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, you know, talking to the guys like, okay, we're going to play this and like, you know, do that thing or blah, blah, you know, whatever. And, um, this girl, this like must've been like maybe like 12 ish, um, just walks up and she's just like, hi, like, so you're like a girl and you're in charge of like all these boys. Nice. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, um, yeah, like kind of, yeah. Like I, I, like I, I'm, I run this group. She's like, Whoa, that is so cool. She's like, I can't believe you are, you get to be in charge of all the boys. Love and that. I was just like, yeah, girl. Like, yeah, it was like a really cool moment. And of course the guys who were with me were all like, oh yeah, she's in charge. Like it's all her show. Like we do whatever she says. Like she makes all the, sh like, calls all the shots. And it was, it was a really cool moment when you see this girl just being like, oh, so like I can do yeah. anything. I mean, hopefully you, uh, hopefully you inspired her for life. Hopefully that was like a life-changing moment for her. Wouldn't that be amazing? Hopefully I didn't turn her into like an absolutely bossy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. I hope that that was something that she remembers as vividly yeah, as hopefully. I because that was pretty it was pretty sweet it was awesome all right your question so my question number two and this might be a little bit of a, a tricky question um i i feel okay. like i've made some really interesting and diverse connections with music uh, or through music with other mm. people i'm wondering if you can pick out like some sort of connection that you've had with somebody either in playing with them in an ensemble or um, like watching them perform or whatever that you feel like has been sort of a life-changing experience? It's a big question. Oh, wow. I guess if I were to distill that down, well, like okay, I... important people you've met through music. <laughs> well, okay, I have this. I don't know if it fully answers your question, but I think this kind of shows the power of like performers or musicians like yeah. networking in a way. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you grind, you grind, you grind, you grind, you go to get, you go to shows, you hand out flyers, nothing comes of it. You do this, you do this, you don't hear a word from anyone. You do this, you know what I mean? And you never know what that connection's right. going to be. Right. So I did, um, a, um, oh my gosh, I'm terrible with names today. This is brutal. Oh my gosh, Hillary. Okay. So there's near the gen, the, the general in, uh, um right. Hamilton okay. Hospital. There's a oh Ron, Ron Joyce. Ron Joyce. There's a Ron Joyce Children's Center. It's right behind it. So it's it's a facility where they do like um like rehab stuff uh for like kids who have had like physical or, or different like mental um like you know limitations and they also run like programming for the kids. So uh during um super crawl, right? You know in Hamilton it, they have the big yep. super crawl event. So the Ron Joyce Center put on their own mini super crawl oh, that's for their great. kids. And yeah, it was really neat. And they had like a popcorn maker. So they have like a dance team where they, where, it's like, I think it's more of a cheer team actually. So they have like the pom-poms and they do all this stuff. So like their cheer team performed. But um, before that they had, they asked me if I would come and I said yes. And they didn't have a lot of money, but there was a potential for maybe doing like a program there. So I gave them like a reduced rate because there was potential of actually running a program right. out of there. So uh, yeah. So anyways, that, that's the point though is it was a very small gig it was only a half hour it was just me and my buckets at a reduced rate you know what i mean like going in uh they think they had like a magician at some point and then they had a guy come in and play guitar 
So this guy came and played guitar before me. I set up, I do the gig. Um, I finished the gig. I'm talking with the kids. I'm handing out flyers. You know, the kids are all, you know, like really excited. And I, sit, I stay to watch the cheer team. They killed it. It was awesome. And then as I'm packing my stuff up, the guitar player approaches me in the parking lot. And he's like, hey, like, can I have one of your flyers? So I was like, absolutely. He's like, so I'm a kindergarten teacher in, um, um, not Bellwood. What's that place? Belleville. That starts with the B. That's at, not Belleville. Oh my gosh. This is Bradford, brutal. I, I, Bradford, I Branson. No, it's really small. It's, um, oh, it's on the other, not Belmont. Bellevue? No, it's on the other side of like, uh, um, anyways, it's like 30 minutes. Away. It's not far. It's like, it's okay. near Niagara. Anyways. Deansville? Uh, so I, I can't. Deansville is kind of in that area. You know what? I think Nailed it was it. Beamsville. I think it was Beamsville. Well done. It may have been Beamsville. So you're right. Beamsville is in that area. So uh, it wasn't Beamsville. <laughs> 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 I'm, remembering, I'm remembering geographically where Beamsville is and it's not Beamsville. Anyways, besides the point. So he's like, I'm a kindergarten teacher at like the only elementary school there. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, can I... Um, I'd love to have you in to work with our kindergarten classes, which, you know, I do all the time. So I was like, that's awesome. Like we exchanged contact information. Perfect. I went, I did, I went to the school like a few weeks later, um, worked with all the kindy, the kindy classes. They were awesome. Uh, he asked if, if I, if he could take some videos and photos, I said, yes. And then at the end of the, my two days there, he asked if he could post all the videos and photos that he took on um, like this kindergarten Facebook page of okay. Ontario. And he did, and I got 24 emails. No way. Yeah, 24 job requests, and I think like eight of them wow. panned out. Like eight to 10 of them, actually, I landed and did the jobs. So it was just so crazy that this little job that I did at this Ron Joyce Center for less pay, a half-hour little thing, where like I wouldn't have thought that anyone there would have been a connection to anything. And it just one thing led to another, and it got me like So that was a worthwhile 30 minutes. It really was, right? You just never know. You never well, that's, know. That, that's crazy. a great story. I'm, I'm glad I asked that question because it, it just goes to show in the music world, like sometimes you meet somebody and they know a person and then all of a sudden you got lots of stuff coming through the pipe. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. Such a cool community. It's so cool. It really is. And like you said, there's so many connections, especially in like the marching uh, percussion world because there's not many of no, us it's, here. No, it's true. It's a small community. So it's a very small community in like, you know, the GTA hamilton area so we we kind of you know there's a lot of connections we know a lot of each other yeah there you go great question okay this question i'm like really excited to hear what you have to say now i'm really excited to hear what i'm gonna because say too. I, yeah this is gonna is me a thinker um what's the this is a big one what's the best advice that you have to a parent who wants to get their child so i actually just have to say that this is almost the exact same question i was gonna ask you <laughs> yes <laughs> Woo! well let's just let's just let's just mash it Let's just put it together. That's wild. <laughs> wow, great. So that means I have to answer um, it too. So right, okay. your your question specifically was <laughs> how to, how to get the how to talk to the parent to get the kids into drumming. So the parent, and there's a reason why I've worded it this way is because it's very specific. So the parent wants their the child parent to wants get their drumming. child to get into drumming. Okay. Yeah, and and that could be for a variety of reasons, right? Maybe the child expressed interest. Maybe the child has a knack for it. Maybe the parent. Um, really just wants their kid to get involved in music. Maybe, Maybe their, their parents, parents are drummer. drummer. Yeah. So what do I tell the parent? This is a thinker. This is a thinker for sure. Mm -hmm. 
I know. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, okay, now that I'm going to have to answer it too, I don't want to give too much. Right. Of well, my mine's slightly different, but it's like almost the exact same thing. Well, what was your my question? question was, um, what role do you feel that parents play in a young child's development through music? Wow, that is a great so, question. Very similar Both great questions. Uh, and, and what the yeah. parents do for the kids. Um, I think for me, one of the big things that I like to tell parents when they're, when they're actually invested in the music that their kids are playing, because I've, I've taught parents who are really, really involved with music and, and they are really invested in their child sticking with music and other parents who don't know much about music, their kid thinks they want to try drums and it's a kind of take it or leave it. We're going to test the waters and see what we like. Um, and right. re regardless of, of who they are, I like to tell them that, especially with young kids, they need someone who's kind of a practice coach that they, they need, they need their private teacher, but they also need somebody to sit with them when they're at home and play or watch them and work with them while they play the instrument, not, not in an instructional capacity, but as a supporting sort of role, um, right. as a, you know, yeah. five, six, seven, eight year old, it can be hard to just, you know, pick up your drumsticks, go to a drum pad and start doing something. But uh, human beings, we have mm -hmm. a, an, an, an innate sense of rhythm and timing. And you don't necessarily need to be musical to know if something sounds right or wrong, or if somebody's going too fast or too slow, or to just sit there and encourage someone to pick up the instrument and, you know, turn on their metronome for them and say, okay, let's play along together. Or why don't you play along to this? And I'm going to listen to you. Um, I think having a, a parent who can sort of coach their kids through that practicing and, and that sort of process is a, a really important thing. Something that I wish I had maybe spent a little bit more time on because um, I, I didn't start really incorporating that until uh, I'd been teaching for a number of years. But I think that the, the parents right. who can sit there and help their kids practice their music at home are the ones who are really going to uh, change the kid's attitude towards the instrument. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, it's tough because the, well, you have the parents who just, it, just no matter what their skill set is, are involved in what the kid's doing. And then you have the parents who aren't, and then you have the parents who are musical. And when I assign something, it makes sense to them. And then you have the yes. parents that have no clue. And so, you know, kind of knowing, like, I always like to know where, and like you said, this is a learned thing as a teacher, right? Like when I first started teaching, I didn't think to think, consider this, but it's, I always like to know where the parents are coming from. And then the more you work with the kid, the more you realize Absolutely. how involved the parents are, right? Yeah. Um, and, and when I was doing like online stuff, um, especially with my younger, that also depends on the student, right? Like you have students who no matter what you assign them, yes. they're going to work on it. And they're going to show up the following week and they will have done their best. And always, if they have a problem with something in the music, you know, we're the people that should yes, be answering that question, not the sure. parents. But, but still, like, you know, like you said, like the kids who are distracted, I always want the parents to be involved mm -hmm. with their practice routine. So if, if the student and I make a promise that their practice time is going to be like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, right after right. lunch or whatever then I want the parent to know that information because they are going to be there to help them do that. Right. So I've had parents in the past who have said to me, like, I just can't get like him or her to practice. I just can't get them to practice. Um, and I'm like, okay, well then, then this will be our plan. We'll come up with a schedule and we'll practice this time, this time, this time, this day, this day. Right. 
And they're like, okay, like so-and-so, did you hear that? We're going to practice it. I'm like, great. And then I send them off and then they come back the next week. And I'm like, did you practice? They're like, not really. And I'm like, okay. And then I talk to the parent and they're just like, well, I, I'm, I'm shocked they weren't practicing. Like I just yeah, assumed you, they you were. You can't assume. Like, if, yeah. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. know, your kid better than I do. You know that the reason why we set this up is because they weren't practicing. So you have to be there to be like, um, so-and-so, isn't it your practice time right now? And then like, yeah, I, I had takes, one right? uh, student who was really, really into Minecraft and they had a tablet. So whenever they went to the room to quote practice drums, they just end up playing Minecraft. And, uh, you know, when they came into right. their lesson the next week, I'd say, Hey, did you do much practicing? And they'd say, no, I didn't really have the time. But then throughout the lesson, they keep stopping and saying, Always. oh, so I did this really cool thing in Minecraft last week. It's like, hmm, I think you did have the time to practice, <laughs> but it sounds like you made a redstone system. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I all the time, like, it's crazy how these kids say it. And I like saying it to the kids all the time. I'm like, you realize I was <laughs> you, right? Like, I know this. I know this kid. I know what you're trying to pull on me. You're not going to pull it on yeah, me because I true. did it to my parents. So like, there's no, ch- I was, I was the queen of getting out of practicing piano, like drums. I, I, you know, practice all the time. I loved it. But when it came to practicing piano as a kid, I would go into the basement and I had a, a like electric keyboard down there with a record function. So I would play it once, record it. And then I would just keep pressing no play while I played video That's... games. <laughs> yeah. So I played, <laughs> I played video games and I'd have the keyboard next to me on the couch. I play video games. And when the recording stopped, I'd just like, wait a second. And then I'd go, <laughs> play. And then I'd just keep playing video games. And every time it stopped, I'd just go, play. And then my mom would yell down and be like, Hillary, I think you keep making a mistake in that one section there. Like, do you want to maybe work on that section? And then I would record myself working on the section once, record, <laughs> and then just keep playing that section. And just keep playing that section. And it, like, I can't believe she never figured it out. Like, obviously, my mom's got a lot going on. So she was just like, you know... <laughs> She 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 didn't have the capacity to critically right think right. About she just she heard piano coming from the basement. She thought, oh, that's good. She's practicing. And then I and then I would have the audacity to say, all right, mom, it's been a half hour. Can I play video games? Of course, of course. <laughs> and she'd be like, okay, all right, but just for a half hour, okay. I'd be like, okay, and then I get an hour of video games. <laughs> oh, brutal. So this is what I'm trying to say, kids. Is I know. Don't don't pull Hillary's tricks. tricks. So when you come to me and say, don't pull Hillary's tricks on me. And if you're gonna, just admit it. Don't tell me, oh, I didn't have time. All the time is, oh, I didn't have time. I'm like, interesting. And so my one, uh, one student, he's like, I didn't have time. I had a lot of homework this week. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, that's crazy, dude. Are you telling me that you just slept, ate, and did math all week? He's like, no, I had some time to chill. And I was like, oh, really, really interesting, interesting. But yeah, it's uh, it, it like it comes and like you know, you and me are the same when it comes to our teaching methods, where we don't expect kids to practice no, absolutely like you know not. An hour for, for me it's like especially if they're not even close you know, any younger than than 10 if they pick up the sticks for five minutes one day yeah. and hit the drum a few times i'm happy like just keeping some skills absolutely. fresh absolutely and and i i'm very yeah, much 15 like minutes three times, minutes, times, a, week three times a week is a great like, great philosophy love that yeah and i have i had a student's like oh 15 that's a lot what about seven i was like oh perfect seven okay great seven minutes three times a week love it and then you yeah. like, oh, shoot, now I have to practice seven minutes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's, that was what you said, man. I, that was your idea. I think uh, one of the things I, I realized in teaching privately as well is that there's kind of like this intimidation factor sometimes with learning the instrument. Um, you know, it, the parent knows yes. that the kid's been taking lessons for X amount of weeks and they're always interested in seeing 
oh, show me what you've learned. I want to hear you play and all that sort of stuff, which can be very intimidating for a kid, especially if they feel like they're struggling with something and they don't necessarily feel ready to yeah. show off what they've been working on. And, and one of the things that um, I, I never really got around to telling any parents too explicitly is just like, it's important to not pressure your kid to showcase their abilities. They're, they're going to showcase it when they feel comfortable with what they're able to like showcase. Um, sometimes asking them to show yeah. off their abilities preemptively can almost be a deterrent. It's like, oh no, I'm scared now. I, I'm worried that I'm going to make a mistake when, when really, you know, making mistakes is a huge part of the, the, the musical education process. And, you know, the performer should kind of decide when they're ready to show off what they're ready to do. Mm -hmm. A good baseball player is yes. successful I, a quarter that, of the time. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So, yeah, thank Mistakes. Like, I'm a big fan of mistakes. And, and my, my students who, who come to me and they say, like, uh, like, I'd be like, oh, so how'd it go this week? Like, how'd it go work on? They're like, oh, man, like, I really tried. And, like, I spent, like, I looked at it three different days. And I'm really struggling with this part. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are, we, what are you talking about? That's, like, my favorite sentence ever. Like, you're telling me that you came back to it three times and worked on it. Like, yeah, and, and you, you struggled through it. And you, you also, just being able to identify yes. that you're making a mistake is a huge part yes. of the learning process. And I tell, like, I tell them that all the time. I'm like, I love that you know you messed up there. Like, that's huge. Yeah. That is massive to be able to identify your mistakes. Yeah, as a kid. And, and, I, and like, I like what you said before, because something that I like to talk to parents about is lesson product, right? Because when I was a kid, lesson product looked like, well, how many pieces did you learn this month? How many, uh, you know, like, um, how far have you gotten in your, in preparing for grade two or CM, right? Like, where are we with that? Um, and I tell like some students, some parents, I'm like, for us and for what I, I now know about your kid and for what we've discussed, like a good lesson product for like him or her might just be that they're super excited to come here every week. Yeah. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Just enjoying the activity is sometimes yeah. enough. We're not, Matt, like you and I know this, um, but you know, I, it, not all of our students are going to be drummers <laughs> in the future. You know what I mean? They're not all going to go to school for drumming. They're not going to all be professional drummers one day. That's not what's happening, but, but there's so many other oh, things. Yeah, there's so many other things that music can do for them. So I tell parents, I'm like, you know, I, like I had one parent actually who, who, who kind of like in a, in their own very polite, but like some semi frustrated way was like, I'm seeing the things you're assigning my kid. And I don't understand how this is making them a better musician. Like they kind of like came at me a little bit like that. And I was right. just like, yeah, I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm like, I, I can totally see why you think that. And then I just broke down for them. I'm like, so when we played this game and I asked them to play it at home, what they were working on was identifying beat or what they were working on was like how, like the mathematics involved with breaking down rhythms or what they were working on was playing along to music, which means that they're going to be better playing in an ensemble or working with other people. And then the parent is just like, oh, I see. I'm like, yeah. So the lesson product, can't be let's work on a piece every week because your kid is six yeah and i want true. them to want to like wanting them wanting to come to lessons is gonna make them a better musician 100 percent. you know and, and i think that's like the crux of it so uh, that's a great you know that's an answer i think matt that we came to in our discussion just now is like something that we that i want advice for parents is talking about appropriate lesson products Appropriate lesson products. I, I, I like that, uh, that terminology as well. Thank you. Lesson product. I do too. I love that. I, yeah, all the time. Lesson product, lesson product. 
because it's different for every kid. Just like the relationship with the parent is different for every kid with their working at home and all that. Um, also disciplining is a big thing is coming up with like a trip. Like, obviously that doesn't happen in private lessons a lot, but when it comes, when it comes to like, um, like a group setting, like if you're just like a teacher in a group setting, like a drum line, for example, um, you know, and you have a kid with like discipline issues, it's always great to come up with a plan with the kid and the parent and you and, 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 and yes. there, cause there is a relationship between those three parts. There, there definitely is. Yeah. And it's a very important relationship. So absolutely. It- yeah. And, and the, the reality is somebody who's working on music, ideally, you know, they're, they're in touch with the music multiple times each week. They might be spending two, three hours with their music education, but they're only sitting down with their teacher for 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. So they're actually more of their music experiences away from their teacher than it's, not, it's absolutely, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we just kind of like, pass it off and say, okay, you're going to go home and, and learn and come back and show me what you've done. And the, the parent definitely has to be a part of that, but they have to, I, I think in the best situations, the parent knows how to be a productive and, and uh, positive part of that. Yeah. And, and even those parents who do know about music, but you know, might not know how to teach music. It's like, I'm giving them the tools to work with their kid at home. And, and yes. for them, it's just like, oh, great. Here's the outline of what we're working on. I understand this. Okay, we can work on this together. And usually those are the kids who come back with a really great product, right? Because the questions that they had were answered by their parent. And then sometimes they come and be like, my like mom or dad said this. Is that right? I'd be like, yes, that's right. In the case of drumming, it maybe is more like this, but blah, 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 right? And then we have that kind of conversation, which is great. That's great. It is, yeah. I, I have one quick question for you. Because oh, wow. uh I think it kind of pertains to it. What's, what are your feelings on parents sitting in on private lessons? Uh, I'm like, I'm totally okay with it. I think yeah. I, I, um, I, it depends on the reason as well. Um, like I, I'll have some students when we started out, they were very shy. And so I, I suggest that the parent stays for like the first few weeks. But then obviously there's a huge thing where like, if your kid is so attached to you at the hip that they can't go to a music lesson, then that's a habit we need to break just for them as a human being. So if um so but they need you to be comfortable so like great love that so i'll maybe have a parent stay for the first like two or three and then eventually i kick them out just for the sake of the kid (laughs) yeah Um, i i couldn't agree more yeah and i think it's also important because the kid like they create a relationship with you like the student creates a relationship with you where they start to trust you they start to open up with you they start to tell you goofy stories from school and like it's a relationship that maybe they don't want their parent a part of right yeah no it's definitely true It, it sometimes it just needs to be their thing yeah yeah, no, I, I think that's great. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and also, though, like, there is a part of me that, like, when a parent's just like, oh, can I just, like, stay? And I'd be like, I, I believe so much in how I teach your kid that I would love for you to witness it. Yeah. Is, like, the other side true. of it, right? So, like, when a parent's like, oh, do you mind if I just sit and stay? I'm like, absolutely. Like, no problem there because, like, you're, you're going to see this process and now you're going to be able to take a bit of that home with you. Yeah. And that was, that was the other part of it too, is when the parent sits in every now and again, they actually hear some of the things, yeah. they see some of the things and they know what to listen and look for when their child's practicing at home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that can be a very useful thing too. And I've had parents being like, Oh really? I didn't know that. Okay. So then that means if that goes there, then that would work like that. I'm like, exactly. And then now I'm like teaching both of them. And like, I love that. Love it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. And they're like, sorry, this is so-and-so's lesson. I'm like, no, 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 this is great. Like, I love that you're excited to learn this, but you're going to take that home with you and you're going to work on it together now. Like that's exactly what we want to do. So yeah, I am a fan of that. That's a good question too. I love it. Well, Matt, I think we did it. I think we did it. Wow. 
we, the we, time just flew by. Can you believe that we just solved all of the world's music problems? All of them. I don't think there's a single problem left. No, no, there is there. the rosewood trees. Oh, the rosewood yeah, trees. Yeah, there is yeah. A, there is a problem that we still need to oh, solve. Oh yeah. So we're gonna work on Looping that. Right one. back to the beginning. Yeah, we're gonna work on that one. Off off air. We're gonna we're gonna well we'll find a solution. If anyone has any ideas, please reach out because we got to figure this one out. Um, I'll be devastated if marimbas are extinct. Yeah, me too. <sighs> okay, so we'll end this uh, podcast the way we always do. Tell me something you're listening to right now. Something I'm listening to right now. Well, today when I was driving to work, I threw on a Decemberists playlist. They got a really nice, uh, diverse sound. Yeah, um, I feel like you, got you some... told me about them. Yeah, the Decemberists. They've got a, a country, like a cottage-sounding album. They've got a new album that's kind of like a little bit more electronic. They, they've, they do some really interesting uh, genres in each of their albums. And if you're a fan of the show Parks and Recreation, they're a, they're a guest musician star in uh, <laughs> the Unity concert. Okay, perfect. Huge fan. Yep. Okay, awesome. Well, I've been uh, um, listening to, just the other day, um, my, my friend sent me uh, just a link being like, check out this song, it's totally your vibe. And I was like, oh, love when people send me that. It's one of my favorite texts I ever received are those texts. So then I checked out the song. I was like, oh, this is totally my vibe. And then I downloaded the album right then and there, and I've been listening to it. Uh, and it, their name is Valley. And I think the album is called Maybe. Valley? Maybe. Just Valley. Yeah, the album is Maybe. The artist is Valley. And they're from Australia, and they have this really cool, like, kind of chill, um, but there's still some upbeat vibe to it. Uh, and, and it's got a very... Um, there's, it's almost like this, like, I don't know if you've ever heard Waylayers. They're a band I really like. It's like this Waylayers meets like Alt-J with like, a, but like a little bit more mainstream. It's got this cool vibe. I do love Alt-J. Yeah, Alt-J is great. So sometimes they, they give me a bit of that vibe as well. So there you go. Check out Valley. I'll check out Valley maybe. Yeah, may, maybe. Okay, fine. I don't feel like you need to. <laughs> maybe I'll check out Valley. Maybe. Maybe oh, by Valley. <laughs> I didn't make the connection that that's the album name. That's on me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for asking and answering. Uh, and I hope uh, you all learned something exciting. For, uh, I hope you laughed and cried. I laughed and cried. Good. Me too. <laughs> all right. We will, uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. There you have it. Another week, another podcast. Uh, thanks to Matt for coming out. I hope you guys enjoyed our little conversation. Uh, stay tuned because we have some news releasing tomorrow about a new online program that we are uh, releasing. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be very, very exciting. Thanks again for listening. If this was your first time, I hope you liked it. If it wasn't your first time, I hope you liked it. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.